Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder. And more anti-trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide-ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet. It's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident. It's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more.
Hi friends, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast Quick Hit. Uh, we're going to do September 1st, 2017 from Dick's Sporting Goods in uh, Denver, Commerce City, Colorado. And we're here with a good friend, Mike Lowe. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Brad? Great, great. Thanks for thanks for uh, taking the time out of your probably foggy morning to uh, <laughs> to do the Quick Hit. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It's been a slow-paced uh, wake-up this morning, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I actually have quite a bit of pep in my step from last night's show. So, <laughs> looking forward to another day. Perfect, man. That sounds great. So, uh, let's yeah. talk about um, yesterday, the September 1st, yeah. the first night of the Labor Day run. I guess this is the 6th, um, maybe 7th, I don't know. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but... Um, Run at Dick's here in, in the Labor Day. So, um, talk about your, uh, you know, your ride to the ride to the venue and um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no. stuff on the line. Well, um, yeah, everything was really quite smooth. You know, we we uh, fortunately had the CID bus left from downtown. And um, if you haven't been to Dick's, the only thing I will say to take care of before you get here is your transportation. <laughs> That's it. Um, but it was a smooth yes. ride in. Uh, we got right into the show, uh, you know, quite a bit more traffic. I noticed a lot more cars parked on what used to be empty green lots around, uh, around the venue. Um, it just seemed like a lot more people in general were here, uh, sure. which is sort of what I anticipated. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, we got parked and the, uh, the scene outside was, was great. Um, huge scene on shakedown, lots of music for me in particular. I was, uh, I was super excited by the beer selection. Uh, lots of Vermont beers running oh, around. Nice. Um, nice. Ha- happened to grab a sip of sunshine, and uh, I, saw and I don't think I've ever seen the. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen the grassy knoll as crowded as it was either. I sort of did a quick stroll through and didn't have as much time to stay and hang. Uh, but hopefully, sure. we'll we'll spend more time there today and tomorrow. Um, I saw that, um, and um, a few pictures of the of the grassy knoll seem to be just flocked with people, so that's pretty cool. Um, oh, super crowded, yeah. So all three nights way, well in advance were sold out. I guess that's happened maybe once or twice before, but it seemed right. even more so this year, um, and it sounds like just the volume of people from the start um, to you was, was uh, more than usual, especially for a Friday night show. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was packed in there. I mean, we That's can talk awesome. more about inside the venue, but um, you know, typically I've always felt like my other experience here was that you know it's pretty free and not open, but there's a little bit of room on the field. It's uh, a big place, and man. there was none of yeah, there was none of that last night. Even at the back of the back of the field, it sort of opened up a little bit on the outside, but um, you know, and and just as I know, there was a really big deal last year with getting into the venue and. Uh, there definitely seemed to be a couple backlogs at some of the gates, but you know, honestly, it was pretty easy getting in. Um, Good. Maybe a ten yeah. minute ten minute wait, and um, and right in. Uh, we have a little bit more to deal with because my sister in law is in a wheelchair, so we had to figure out our way down uh, down oh, wow. backstage. Sure. Um, and unfortunately, we were just a little late, and they had closed the uh, area off because the band was about to walk through. <laughs> oh, nice. um, so I, yeah, my vantage point for Blaze On was actually up on the bridge. Um, behind the stage uh so i wasn't quite in the mix of everything but uh was paying attention carefully and um anyway we we can talk more about the show but i I felt like the the scene outside was was very celebratory 
a lot of happy faces good, and uh, um, yeah, and getting in was uh, so, I would say simpler than last year. So that's good to hear. And and um, it seemed like Fish was trying to take care of those logistical, administrative sorts of things from the get go. Um, with uh-huh. a couple of Facebook posts or tweets or whatever they they put out about uh, no tarps, no blankets, you know, all GA go to section whatever or gate whatever. Uh, did you see any yeah. issues with with blankets or tarps? That's always a burning question for us anti tarpers. You know, I, I know, and um, I did quite a few passes on the field, um, but I didn't get probably closer than um, you know in the first section between the board and and the stage. Um, okay. But I gotta say, I just I can't imagine there were there were any tarps down last night. I really just um, I don't know how that would ever. I mean, there it was more of the everybody put your stuff into back pile kind of a scene. Um, oh, okay, yeah. And you know, I I didn't see one single tarp last night. Good. So That's I think people hear. follow a direction. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, most... the other thing I wanted to kind of ask about, um, uh-huh. I guess before we get into the show. Did you hear the the scuttle of the the set break um, fight? I guess you could call it. It wasn't really a fight um, that that you could see on the on the webcast. Did you guys hear about that at the show or after the show or anything like that? You know, I didn't hear about that at all until I started. I got on That's Twitter good. this morning. Um, we were, you know, so I was that on the field. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's th- that pulled back kind of uh, background that, shot that, open that they shot, Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the they've got the layover of of fish or whatever their logo is. Yeah, exactly. The, no, yeah. I, you know, that's that's the one section of the field that I didn't really access. I just didn't uh, feel the need to get that close. Um, but no, I didn't. I wasn't aware of any of that at the show, um, and didn't Good. hear about it afterwards. And yeah, Good. it was sort of uh, news to my news to my. Uh, News to me this morning. Well, obviously, you know, obviously I, the 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 Twitter picked it up quick, and um, everybody oh, was talking about it. But the show should not be ignored just because of some stupid idiots. Uh, oh, anyway, it's, that's, it, that's yeah, unfortunate. It looked like um, security handled it anyway, but uh, that's good. good. So let's let's talk about the show. You you're on the you're yeah. on the field, huge venue, full of people. I mean, twenty plus oh. thousand for sure. And they start with yeah. a pretty. They open with a, a pretty appropriate blazon for the state of Colorado, huh? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, there's always a lot of, you know, what are they going to open with? And I tried not to think too much about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when they started with that, it, it seemed perfect fit, of course. And, um, and uh, yeah, and, it, and they were off, they were sort of off to the races right out of the gate with that. Right. Um, I'm not sure if it ever left the actual song structure, uh, but it definitely diverged into sort of uh, sort of parallel areas. I, it, right. There were some modulations in that, but I, don't, I wouldn't say that it maybe quite got to a type two jam. It's questionable, but um, they were playing with that right off the bat, and that made me very excited <laughs> for right. what was yet to come. So, yeah, and then um, I don't know if you noticed, but in between, I saw on the webcast uh, in between Blazon and. 555 trey was really messing yes. with his rig which he did all night i guess but yes. i thought you know we were something something crazy but it was just him him fine-tuning for 555 which is a pretty standard 555 although i have to say that mike kind of stood out all night i don't know if that was the same for you guys i know that the dick's uh sound is is pretty incredible for mike so um tell us it's, a little bit it's about incredible that. for yeah no mike was uh was very um 
sort of high in my mix of listening last night. I also was, I was king on John a lot. I feel like Fishman was, and of course Trey and Paige, but you know, I, I seem <laughs> right. to, I seem to be following to Fishman a little bit more than I was, than I usually do. And then would go to Paige, uh, who, as soon as he would get involved in the jam immediately, it, it, it goes in a, in a new and sort of energetic direction. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, in the 555, I wasn't, we were making our way to our seats, but I, um, I'm not sure if it was there or just later in the set. I feel like I heard possibly a tease of the most events are planned, the Vita Blue song. Yeah, yeah. Um, around there. And I wasn't, was that 555? I, you know, I, also Trey has his, uh, that radio head, um, I don't know what they call that, that little, uh, the little that palette delay. he uses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I noticed he was he was obviously on that throughout the show uh, Matt and in the second set. Um, we talked about it. You know, I, I think I feel the same. Uh, we'll talk about set two later, but coming out yeah. of uh, the first end of No Man, um, I thought they were going to play. It seemed like there was a little tease of that. Most events aren't playing there as well. But they obviously yep. went into a pretty incredible jam and then finished it again. Uh, the no yeah. so I mean, just crazy, crazy. So, but let's finish out the first set. Breath and burning. Sure thing. Nice ten minutes. Theme ten minutes. Free ten minutes. Tube exactly ten minutes. They say. Um, yeah. Roguet was ten minutes. You know, I mean, geez, Louise, crazy. Yeah, that little run was really nice. The um, uh, the tube was especially good. Uh, I felt a little bit of the Baker's dozen vibe in that tube. To be honest. Um, it sort of left the typical direction they take with the jam. Uh, uh, and the free was excellent <laughs> again in yes. the Roger, mm. um, you know, there'll be arguments, you know, and I've already heard, seen some comments of potential DEGs and blah, blah in the Roger. Right. It's possible. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened back yet, but there was some very special counterplay happening between Trey and Mike, uh, really during yes. that. Mm-hmm. And, and that little half hour was a nice little, run of tunes i think it was the it was it three two brocheting yep exactly yeah and that you know that was that was great um and and the more beautiful set i mean if you think of the opening if you take the three songs you know the freeze that nice funky rocker tube tube just amazing peak and then you know they kind of ease their way out of it but i mean it was super complex like you said yeah yeah no the the roger was i mean i'm Patient isn't the right word, but you know they were, um, you know they were definitely in the moment. The whole, you know, with every song I heard last night, they were just, you know, everything was so well played, um, and it was just such a treat to hear it. You know, you know, it might not the first set might not jump out on paper necessarily, but you should you should go hear it. (laughs) You know, you you, you might be surprised. Yeah, looking looking at the first set though, there's you know the three opening songs are new. Uh, 3.0 yep. and then a theme and a free and a tube you know and then and then the roguet and, and, oh i'm sorry and, yeah the theme the theme was excellent as well yeah, that always i'd is, forgotten right? about yeah it's always great and there was um several peaks in that theme as well yeah um, as, super I, as i recall so. but then a super peak yeah. at the end when they close with more which is actually i was thinking about that yesterday just how great yep. of a first set closer it is so it's i'm sure you guys enjoyed that Oh yeah, no that you know there was the energy love everybody was singing along on the field uh there was there was a lot of you know i it was a very positive vibe and sort of like a hug from the band in some ways nice, uh, sure 
and yeah, I think it's a great, it works really well as a closer and, um, didn't expect anything after that. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, it, it, I'm happy that they find other songs that can fit the role, you know, right. of closing right. a set as opposed to like, let's just play possum or, uh, or character zero or whatever. But, um, they have a little bit more to choose from. It seems like at this point, they sure and do. They're, that, that makes it exciting. So deep, such a catalog. And, um, they went to some pretty standard, um, you know, epic vehicles in set two of the first night, uh, you know, with yeah. the no man is a new one, but Carini ghost hood. I mean, it's, it's like, geez, guys save some for later, but, um, talk about it. Talk about the overall second set, uh, you know, and yeah. the highlights for you. I mean, I think, I mean, I've, I've been to, I've just been to just over a hundred shows and I, that's that stands out really large right now i you know i was really high on the 12 30 16 second set and this okay. set sort of reminded me of that a little bit uh but i think it was even better and uh so no man's plan was just straight out outrageous uh really and was. he's in and this seems to sort of fit like something that i've noticed with trey is he, you know at times he'll pick out a team and the show sort of gets a theme whether it's cross-eyed and painless or i saw it again um, and he sort of entered that space, I think, with the no man plan last sure. night. It's sort of, um, you know, I don't think it's quite notated. Um, you know, they came back, they came in and out of that several times later in the set. It sort of would creep up. Um, yeah, but you, that you've run talked about that a lot too. It's and, and I think Ghost in particular, you know, a couple yeah. songs after he he comes in and out of it again. But um, it, yeah. To me, it it seems like they're comfortable, you know, and I, I I'm sure you uh, you know he he yeah. is comfortable. There wasn't much of a letdown at all since the Baker's dozen. I mean, I hear <laughs> no, I hear uptick. almost the same band. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I I don't. It's amazing to me they they took time off, um, and I don't think they had a whole lot of time here as a band before Friday. Uh, just as a side note, so I did actually see John. John Fishman on on Thursday night, and I think oh nice. So the the fact that they sort of hit hit it out of the gates like that, and I was getting um, I was getting inklings that that might happen just based on the reports I was getting sound check, which sounded incredible as well. And I'd love to hear that at some point. Um, oh nice, yeah, uh, definitely. Apparently, it sounded like a twenty minute big twenty minute jam, and Thread was involved, possibly like a Makasuba jam. Uh, but anyway, back to we'll the show. To, we'll is, have uh, to get that on if we can, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the first, I just the amount of time. I mean, the first three or four songs of the second set. That I think the first four is almost seventy-five minutes of music, and I mean that was just that was killer for me to so experience and all of us. Yeah, uh, it's almost a late uh, late one point uh, four song second set. You know that yep. everybody's been craving since then. But this isn't a slow, yeah. whatever kind of funk rock you want to talk about, you know, negative people, you know, the negative connotation that people put on the end of 1.0. Um, I mean, this right. is, this is peak fish. I, I, I think still. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, not, not to be, you know, he needs to be mentioned too, but throughout the no man and all these first three or four times, uh, Chris Carota was just amazing. Uh, and the lights started moving and yeah. and doing yeah. forming their wave and you know to see that to see that rig um, now at Dick's um, you know the indoor shows are great and in a lot of ways 
being at Dix, it's outside, but the sound on the field, um, you might as well be inside. Uh, and sure. I don't know why it's so good, but it, the sound just uh, reverberates from yeah, and so gets perfect. trapped, I think, by the roof. Yeah, I was going to say, it's maybe fantastic. the roof's on the side, um, those cool, like, uh, the roofs. And then it seemed to me that the the black drape was really tall this year behind the band that encloses the stage. Yeah. Right. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I think that, uh, that sort of reminded me of, I don't know when it was 2012 or so 2013 when Chris had a, a backdrop behind the band, uh, and would use that to right. play off of. Sure. But, um, there was some of that last night. I think there was is it some because of the weather more think, of a or just because of the rig or maybe both. Cause I mean, I've been to Dick's um, three or four times and, um, uh-huh. Or years, and I don't remember it being that at that, that tall. Again, it's you know perspective since I'm not there. My guess is it's the rig. I think that I don't know without knowing specific details, but my guess is that it has to do with his rig. It's just awesome. it's immense. <laughs> I mean, it just takes up a lot of real estate up there. <laughs> <laughs> cool, vertical but, real estate. Uh, yeah, it's very cool real estate. Nice. So, um, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I love the. Those those songs, yes, of course. That you know, the Karini, um, they were they were sort of you know in the, in the dark side of things a bit longer than they uh, than they have been recently before sure. you know the transition to the major. But they really rode that out, and it was uh, that was a pleasure. And I think Trey was doing a lot of playing around with that side device that he has, the, the radio head. <laughs> Yeah. thing um i wish i had the right name someone had mentioned it and i don't you know i play i play trumpet i don't play guitar and all nice. and know all of the hookups uh uh like i and, said matt matt will know yeah tell us. yeah yeah perfect and um and then the hood was also really powerful it wasn't super long i feel like with more of a standard time but they were they sort of just get everything they can out of whatever time they were playing yeah. last night. And some of that stretched into 25 minutes, but the hood was powerful. And, uh, you know what? Um, Cavern was excellent. I can't yeah, believe really that good. Thing, really but... good. Just, you know, under six minutes, but that's great for Cavern. And I thought Trey's playing kind of like the fills almost that he was doing, uh, in the yes. Cavern were, were really spectacular. Um, uh, more than average, obviously better than average. So, um, I want to talk. Yeah. about you, you mentioned the darkness. There was some darkness at the end of the No Man, No Man's, and yes. then um, Carini was dark. Ghost was kind of that 3.0, a nice uh, major peak at the end of it. Um, it wasn't super yep. funky or dark, but it was you know, 17 minutes of, of just great, great. Ghost. Fabulous. Yeah, and then like you said, <laughs> yeah. the, the hood was really. I thought it was delicate entry into the hood. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind it of. It sort of reminded sense. me of the Roger a little bit. Sure, uh, sure. Sort of the beginnings of the the hood, you know, the hood jam. Um, it has a lot of the same counter. I don't know. The effect of the counterplay for me is very similar with those songs. Awesome. So, sure. Um, yeah. No, and, and it was great. It was, you know, of course, patient. <laughs> you know, right, right. They weren't sort of in a rush to get to the peak, um, and even sort of tease it, and then finally the place just erupted nice. when they hit it. Right. Um, but yeah, there was there was a good amount of darkness. Uh, and for me, I almost think of it as silly darkness in a fish kind of way. Yeah, uh, right. right. It's saying, you know, it's like this is just here to darkness. freak us out. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But um, but I, I like it when they're in that space. Of course, 
you know, I'm always a proponent of the make fish evil again, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which, you know, nice. I, yeah. for me, you know, there were some, there were, you know, obviously some lyrical, um, you know, drawbacks to 2.0, but, uh, the evilness uh, of those jams for me made it a, a pretty crazy couple of years, you sure, know, sure. but you know, you sort of never knew what you were going to get. <laughs> and for me, you know, last night I was, I was a little bit unsure what the band was going to be. And the fact that there's, you know, I would say they're maybe just a notch higher than they were um, at the end of the Baker's Dozen run. Nice. Um, that's, that's incredible. And, I mean, it was, it was incredible coming yeah. through the TV on the couch last night. I can only, imagine. I was wondering how it was yeah. on the, uh, on the, on the feed. Um, yeah, it was perfect. And how that experience was just wonderful. So, so uh, let's talk a little about the encore, the horse, which yep. Trey's called unnecessary. I think actually at Dick's before, and then silent yep. um, was really the first time that Paige sang by himself. I think I'll I'll show. He seemed to be pretty. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah he, he seemed to not have uh, a vocal impact uh, until then. Which, but it's a you know beautiful song. And then the character Zero was just hilarious to watch Paige and Trey laugh about Trey absolutely fucking flubbing the intro. Um, but yeah, no, they there killed was, the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no that that was a, that was a moment of um, of of comedy. I was I was unsure what was happening exactly, I, <laughs> and I don't know. They were. It seemed like they were they were trying to modulate and do a tempo change, and it didn't quite all work out. But they found a way out of it. Yeah, as he, they always do. Right, right. It was. Um, um, he, he. I would say this though. That, go, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say the sort. The horse actually seemed to me to be a bit stretched out. Is that possible? Yeah, it was. It was longer um, than it, a it, minute. Minute seventeen, according yeah, to the fish I have here. So, um, yeah. I mean, Trey's Trey's phrasing of the of of the, his licks and that were um, they were delicate. It was patient, uh, and it wasn't static. You know, it was, he sort of, right. it seems like have a little bit of extra to it. Uh, and yeah, Silent was great. And I think you're right about Paige and that uh, I didn't, I wasn't aware of his vocals pretty much the whole show until about then. Uh, and yeah, that entrance into character zero was interesting. <laughs> they they fixed it and so then good. just blew yeah. it out and finished really strong. So nice. Um, and then the only other thing is, you know, as you know, you've been here before, and if you're on a bus, it's, that, it's, that's the point where the stress level uh, starts to take off because you need to, to move it to get, get home. <laughs> so, totally, totally. There, there's no hanging around at Dick's after the show. you got to go. Right. It's, um, yeah, it's not close to um, downtown, um, and it's not no. close to a lot, of, a lot of places where people stay. I mean, you could stay in Commerce City, but that's, you know, not highly and, recommended, I guess. No, I will say this. It was, we were probably, it took us probably 40 minutes or so to get out of the bus lot, uh, with all the, there's oh, a wow. lot more private shuttle buses and, you know, that kind of thing happening and it's huge backlog. So I don't think we actually got, you know, got back to downtown until about 1.30. Uh, oh, wow. Which is unfortunate. So yeah. last call in Denver is at 1.30. <laughs> oh, really? That's weird. So yeah, it's a, it seems a little early and, uh, no total, uh, but no complete, post show shenanigans for you i mean you got two more nights ahead of you too i got two more nights yeah and i actually the one thing i did we were talking about is i was uh i don't, I don't know i could imagine uh camping in those campsites last night it would have been outrageous <laughs> i mean i'm right the the, the, the yeah. 25 year old me would have probably loved that but 
I'm I'm beyond that point now. <laughs> yeah, totally and, uh, anymore. Right. No, I mean the the those guys are just. I mean, if you're out there, you know, all the love to you. I mean, uh, you're out in direct sunlight, you know, all day. And uh, right. I just that trees, part of it huh? for me is yeah. That that part of it for me is not not as inviting as it used to be. So. Awesome. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's great. And uh, um. I don't know. I'm sort of expecting tweezers tonight, to be honest. Nice. Uh, so, and uh, and uh, it was mentioned to me that uh, by the drummer that uh, that he has homework. Oh wow! Um, so I think there's going to be something. I'm not sure what that means. So for. that's what I, I did want to end um, on yeah. your on your convo. Ask you about the convo with with fish. Where'd you see him? Um, we well, my sister-in-law. Uh, her birthday actually on the 31st so oh, wow happy birthday we were somewhere i think a mexican place right near union station uh and uh it was really crazy actually i just i got off the light rail um and then i was with my my wife and brother and i just turned around and five feet behind me with fish just walking up the street uh and was a little bit stunned <laughs> at that point because we had just nice. arrived in denver right uh and uh, i hadn't i i saw him a couple years ago we um he has, he has a, we've known him for, for some time and it was great to, to get around him. Um, I did, we did have some tequila and, uh, I, he did not because he said he's not drinking until Sunday because he has homework. Right. Um, uh, but I did, uh, I did, uh, sing a little bit of Mexican cousin and, uh, <laughs> he said he loved, and he said, I love that song. <laughs> so, so I, I feel like that might make an appearance actually too. So he told you and if it does, I'll take and, credit. And, did you go into the restaurant with him? Yeah, no, we oh, were hanging out in the restaurant. That's awesome. That's I think great. he wanted some food. He was with a friend uh, cool. as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just hang, hung inside and, uh, uh, you know, chatted it up. And um, right and now I'm homework, not remembering so much of the conversation. That's a, no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got homework. So but homework can, was the, the key phrase. Yeah, right. Maybe there's... Uh, uh, you know, some sort of epic cover or some, some sort of silliness for tonight. Um, yep. as, uh, you know, we didn't get anything except an epic second set on, on the Friday, from the right. Friday show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I, I don't know. Maybe Henrietta comes out. So I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. So I guess if I'm going to pick anything, um, yeah, let's talk about, um, a little clip that we're going to, we'll put on the end of this for, for everybody. To yeah. Know. Good grief. Yeah. I mean, for me, it would be somewhere in no man's or, or Carini. Those, those would be my choices. Awesome. Uh, All right. So if you, if, if you have a decision either way, go ahead. I'm, I'm good with either one. We'll, we'll lock something in there for you and, and dedicate it to you and, and your Mexican. Cousin. <laughs> cool. Oh, that'd be that'd be super. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks so much. Say hello to the the family and have a great great time uh, the next two nights. Okay. Thanks so much, Red. All right. Yep. Talk to you soon. Good to chat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time, thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder, and more anti-trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide-ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet. It's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident. It's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.